a couple of big name pitchers leave the free agent market and the New York Yankees are certain that they will be the ones to sign Yamamoto. But then again, so is everyone else. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on Total Bases. All right, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Greg Marino here with Mark Marino on November 30th. And we got a lot to get into here today. It's been a couple weeks since we've last done the show and things are starting to shift around in the off season. Most notably, I would say, is Phillies signing Aaron Nola, seven years, 172 million. So let's talk about that for a minute here. Obviously, it's a re-sign, so, you know, it's not like it's a new team for him or anything. But, you know, the Phillies won the pennant a couple years ago, came up just short of another pennant this year. So I think they want to, they kind of want to be a legacy team. And I think they're definitely looking for a World Series. Yeah, um, I think that this is a, a, a bit of an overpay, but it's actually not as much of an overpay as I was kind of expecting. So I feel like Newell's kind of really overrated. And people fall in love with his strikeouts, his strikeout-to-walk ratio in his innings. But it doesn't matter how many innings you're pitching. If you're consistently pitching at, like, a league average level, you're just not really that great. Yeah, I mean, I feel like his... His best years were a few years ago. You know, when he had those sub three ERA seasons, you know, where he was kind of like finishing top five in Cy Young. What was that, 2019? 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he was on my fantasy baseball team that year. That that was pretty nice. That was that was when I started being an Aaron Nola fan. But yeah, it has been a few years now of relatively mid ERAs for him and it is one of those things where like you said as a pitcher you know ERA is the stat to be good at you know the the goal of the game is to not give up runs so if you're giving up you know three four runs per nine innings you're not that elite yeah and I think maybe the Phillies defense hasn't been so good the last few years that could be contributing to it um but yeah that's kind of fair honestly the Phillies do yeah. put a lot of guys out of position. You know, they got Harper at first. They got Schwarber yeah. on their roster. Although he <laughs> Schwarber now. and Castellanos. I think Castellanos has improved a bit in the field. Um but yeah. I mean, yeah, but I don't I don't I don't think your defense is so terrible that it's like that is primarily responsible for him underachieving. But I, I heard people saying he was gonna get in like the two hundreds. This seems kind of reasonable to me. Like well, he's probably not gonna be worth it he's unlikely to totally bomb the way that a lot of big name free agents have the last few years and just throughout history so he's probably not going to be worth 172 over this contract but i think there's a good chance he's going to be something not that far from that maybe he'll get like 100 to 140 million dollars of value something like that well steven strasberg in 2019 Mm -hmm. got two seven years 245 245 and that was like you know, there's been a lot of inflation since then. Yeah, you know? that's thing. So considering the inflation, like that Steven Strasberg, if he had been where he was today, he'd probably be getting about like that's probably like the equivalent of three hundred million or so. And so maybe even more. I would so basically Strasberg got paid in real terms about double what Nola got paid. And obviously like I don't know, he's pitched like three games and given up like thirty runs in those three games. <laughs> For the for the Phillies or the Nationals, Nationals. so yeah. yeah. Also, so, Anthony Rendon, the same year, mm-hmm. um, he's been totally yeah. valueless for the 
Angels for the yeah. exact same contract. But I do think there's a Josh lot Bell. of value, though, in just having a reliable starting pitcher who will pitch every five days and be solid, though. Especially come playoffs, it's like, yeah, I don't think Nola's an absolutely dominant ace. Like, I don't think, you know, he's, he's you know, an auto win in October the way, you know, the way, like, Garrett Cole was back with the Astros and really still is with the Yankees. Or Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler even has, yeah. at this point, surpassed Nola on that Phillies rotation. But I do think that, you know, just having a solid guy who will give you innings go deep into games and you know, and he has a pretty good ERA too. So it's I, I do think there's a lot of value there, and they've had him for a while. I always like resigns as in general. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you know when players switch rosters, it often affects them more than people think. You know, like there's a reason why we've seen a number of big name free agents really underachieve, and part of that is you know the change of scenery. Whereas you see like Aaron Judge resign with the Yankees and. He puts up, you know, similar rate. He produces at like similar rates as last year, minus the injuries. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said for that reliability, and he has been very good in the postseason the last few years. However, the rotation was already pretty deep and strong. Obviously, they got Wheeler heading the way. I, I think he's the best pitcher in baseball. So you already kind of got your ace, and then they have Christopher Sanchez, Taiwan Walker, and Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez has also been really good in the postseason. So, I mean, that's like a solid foursome. I think that if you're entering the postseason with that, that you feel comfortable with that rotation. Oh, I I don't know. I think it never hurts to have an extra arm, though. So, I... But if what he's primarily providing you is reliability and you already have a pretty yeah, solid rotation... I guess that's kind of fair. Where it's like he isn't completely dominant, but... And they have a lot of... I, I kind of see the argument. Like, maybe they could have spent that money on offense. Although, yeah. really, their offense is pretty good. Like, yeah. with Harper and Trey Turner in there, and yeah. Schwarber. There's really some rumors they could well. be trading Castellanos, which uh, sort of makes sense considering, you know, that they have Schwarber at DH, and eventually, maybe the Harper first base experiment will yeah. work, and he'll have to be moved back to the outfield. Yeah. I generally don't like it when good teams sell, but I do see if you feel like you have a guy who's not a great fit for your roster, why you might want to do that. But, you know, if they do trade for cast trade Castellanos out, they should bring someone else in. But, you know, so they could do that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies aren't done this offseason. Like, I haven't heard their name linked to Bellinger that much, but a guy like him could, I could see him fitting into that roster. Yeah, their center field's kind of weak for that. Yeah, he can play center. He can also play first if you want to put Harper back in the outfield, and you know, very good hitter. Like if you put Bellinger in that roster on that in that lineup, yeah, I think they become like an even scarier offense and really become like, especially with their strong rotation, which can really carry in a regular season. It's like, you know, they're in the same division as the Braves. So this year, you know, they had their run in October, but. They were not competitive with the Braves in the regular season. So, and obviously the Braves are looking as good as ever next year too. But, you know, I think if you're the Phillies, it'd be nice to win that division and adding another piece on offense, adding Bellinger, and then obviously resetting Nola was one step in that direction. Is there a shot that we see a change in the NL East crown this year? 
I would say there is because last year the Braves got extremely lucky with no one on their offense being injured. So they just kind of had this really strong lap, no injuries. And like their pitching staff is kind of not super reliable. Like, you know, Max Freed, you kind of expect he's going to be injured some. They just traded away Soroka and a bunch of other guys to the White Sox for Aaron Bummer to upgrade the bullpen a bit. I thought so that was like, a little odd. I, they gave up a lot of guys just for early pitcher. Who had like a 670 ERA last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's honestly kind of inexplicable, especially Mike Soroka. I, I get it. He hasn't done a whole lot in the last few mm-hmm. years, but he's a young guy who's shown mm-hmm. potential to be like a Cy Young caliber pitcher in the past. Yeah. And, like Morton's really old. I guess like, you know, and like obviously there's a lot of talent on that team. I, I just don't really expect another 100 win season. I do think the Phillies are scary. Um, yeah. So I think it's going to be much more competitive this year, at least the very least yeah i i think it feels like the braves are just a gauntlet team that is just absolutely dominant over everyone else in that division but if you really mm-hmm. kind of size up player by player going into next year i i really could see the phillies taking that over yeah. especially with that kind of i'm not gonna say weak because they did pitch well last year but kind of fragile pitching where yeah. like it kind of like hung on by a thread last year yeah, well, let's not forget the phillies have really handled and easily beaten the Braves in the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, I, that is that's been rough for the Braves. I like yeah. their their organization has to be coming back with some vengeance after that because mm-hmm. like that's back to back outstanding regular seasons just for utter playoff busts. Like it's not a good look for the organization. So maybe they'll make some moves. But um we'll see how that shapes out. But elsewhere more it, going into the NL Central, Cardinals signed Sonny Gray to three years, $75 million. And, you know, the Cardinals are coming off an atrocious underperformance failure of a season. So what are we thinking with that? Are they are they going to compete this year? You know, in that weak NL Central where the Brewers are looking like they're going to sell, the Cubs are, you know, the Cubs are maybe going to, make some noise of that division, but is the door open for a Cardinal bounce back? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it is. I think maybe the Brewers are regretting saying that, you know, everyone's on the market since they kind of encouraged the Cardinals to make some moves like signing Sonny Ray. They also signed mm-hmm. Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. Those are just kind of like filling yeah. out your rotation moves. They're not going to make a huge impact other than eating up some innings. And the Brewers are the kind of team that would sell everyone and then still win like 90 games and make the playoffs. So, yeah, so, so I, I could still see the Brewers being a competitive team. They, they know how to win games. Yeah, but I think with the Cardinals, I think Sonny Gray is an excellent yeah. move. Obviously, he really makes a difference plugging him into the front of that rotation. It's a very yeah. nice value at three years, 75. That's a, I think it's just a really nice contract because it's like, you know, it's let me talk about that where Sonny Gray versus Aaron Nola is honestly like not a huge difference. Like Nola is better for sure and he's much younger not by that much uh-huh. but nola got more than double sunny gray so it's like yeah. i'd probably rather have two and a half sunny grays rather than aaron nola so mm. i think that's a good contract and compared to someone like yamamoto where obviously yamamoto's coming from japan so who knows what kind of contract he'll get i think it's pretty hard to project but I, i've heard 200 million is in the ballpark for what teams are going to be paying yamamoto so yeah, we might get to him later. Yeah. But 
staying, sticking with the Cardinals, um, I think people have talked a lot about how bad their pitching was last year, but also Irodotto and Goldschmidt underperformed. Yeah. And I, I think bounce backs for both of them, especially Irodotto, who's still not really that old, like are sort of expected. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I honestly, I kind of forgot Arenado and Goldschmidt like existed on this planet. <laughs> like they were, they're supposed to be, you know, there's Betts and Freeman on the Dodgers. There's Harper and Turner on the Phillies. And then there's Arenado and Goldschmidt on the Cardinals. But like, they're just, they're just no names at this point. So, well, ju- just they all in 2022, they were one to an MVP, but last year they were just totally mediocre. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. a wild turnaround. They were mm-hmm. I forgot that they were one two in MVP first and second on the same, and that can't happen very often yeah. for one team to have the top two MVP finishers in the same lineup. But mm-hmm. yeah, massive flops last year by them and by the whole Cardinals team. So you've also got you know Wilson Contreras, Brendan Donovan, you know Tommy Edmond. I yeah, they, have, they should have a good offense. They have some other pieces. Yeah, I think the offense really starts with those two guys. You get your big dogs out there playing well. That is going to really drive an offense more than, you know, if some of the kind of, you know, middle of the order guys can overachieve a little bit. That that certainly helps to, you know, make a full full one through nine lineup. Mm-hmm. But but yet getting getting back to Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. So what I'm finding, I'm I'm just seeing a lot of a lot of news where it's like the Yankees are dead set on Yamamoto. Like, you know, this is their guy. And we kind of know that's how the Yankees operate. Like when they pick a guy, they tend to get their guy. You know, they're not a team to get outbid, get bullied off of someone. Like, so based on that, you would assume, all right, Yamamoto is going to go to the Yankees. But then, but then there's also like 10 other teams who are like very interested, actively pursuing Yamamoto. And like, this kind of feels like one of those situations where there's, you know, like a job opening and, you know, 10 people apply and are all sure they're going to get it. And then, you know, bang, only one of them's going to get it. Like there's, there's only one Yamamoto. So, and you actually have like some news with the Yankees and Yamamoto, which could be bad news for their chances of getting him. Yeah. So, um, Brian Cashman just said, I'm not going to tell you, he just said on that talk show, I'm not going to tell you, Stanton is going to be healthy since that's not going to happen. He's going to get injured. That's like part of his track so, record. So it's Cashman basically bad-mouthing Stanton. His and own Stanton has the same agent as Yamamoto, Joey Wolf. So Joey Wolf then responded to this Cashman comment by saying, oh, I'm going to let all my agents know, you know, you, you know, if, if you want to go play with the Yankees, you better be made of steel. So, and I think he even said something along the lines of, like, we're going to expect more money now from the Yankees, which... Is it quite the way it works? If you kind of say you don't want to go to one of the big markets, that's kind of going to reduce the overall demand since teams are going to aren't going to have to outbid the Yankees. But he seems to suggest, oh, Cashman, if you want Yamamoto, you're going to have to pay more now since he really doesn't want to go to you anymore because of those comments you made. So basically, Cashman started up a beef with Yamamoto's agent. And really, that's just got to be a bad call on Cashman. Like, what are you doing, you know, as a general manager, you know, mm-hmm. leader in an organization, mm-hmm. you just like should be pretty standard policy to never talk negatively of your players. Yeah, especially like, a publicly. player who was injury prone before you treated for him. 
It's yeah. not like Stanton suddenly he's became a honestly kind of roasting himself by yeah. <laughs> criticizing Stanton's performance on the Yankees. Mm -hmm. he, has, he has been much worse when he's on the field. He hasn't been anything close to that elite player he was on the Marlins, but the injuries were already there when yeah. he was on the Marlins. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, behind the Yankees, there's the Mets, Red Sox, mm -hmm. Dodgers, Cubs, Giants. They're all potential Yamamoto suitors. Even the Rangers and Phillies are, you know, heard rumors. I, I doubt the Phillies so. would get him now that they re-signed Noah. Yeah, that probably puts them out. Yeah. But, you know, I think if you're the Rangers, you know, what better way to come off the World Series than to make mm -hmm. a statement and say, hey, like, we're serious about winning this thing again. So you could see that. And for sure, the Dodgers. Like, I think the Dodgers are front runners for Otani. So if they get Otani, that'll put them out of Yamamoto for sure. Uh, imagine that you get the two Japanese guys. That would be mm -hmm. that. That would be kind of crazy if they got both of them. But I don't think there's any way they're going to spend what seven hundred million on two players. Maybe more. <laughs> yeah. I, what is what's the Yamamoto projection? What's he going to get? Like, I, I think he's going to get well over two hundred million. Over because he's young. Also, I I can't really get behind that because it's one of those things where it's like, hey, like chances. First of all, he's never played at MLB, so it's a total wild card. Honestly, it's like chances of him being better than Sonny Gray, not guaranteed. Like, yeah, these guys flop sometimes. Big mm -hmm. free agents flop. Guys from overseas flop. Mm -hmm. So, and he's both right now. And so it, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm the Cardinals, just sign Sonny Gray for three years, seventy-five billion, and then I see, you know, the Yankees pay Yamamoto three hundred billion, I'm kind of thinking that we probably farmed because. You know, they might be similar players. Gray might even play better than Yamamoto. Nola yeah. could easily be better than Yamamoto. It's just like, mm -hmm. I think people get too excited about the overseas players, you know, because we've never seen them play. They assume they're going to play great, but that's kind of a fallacy. Yeah, and, and players do not age at the same rate. So you can't say, oh, Sonny Gray's 35 and Yamamoto's 27 or so. So, like, therefore, like, they're both going to, like, be washed up at 37. But, like, yeah. the Clayton Kershaw, Charlie Morton, Justin Verlander have been able to be good way past the expected yeah. fall-off. And other players kind of fall apart way before yeah. that. I, I think, like, as, as, like, the science of training and stuff gets ridiculously nuanced and teams are spending millions of dollars on, like, personal trainers and things like that, I think players are starting to last longer. I think we're beginning to see that. And I would expect that trend to continue because now like, you know, there's just a lot more data out there on how to make your body last. And so, especially for pitchers, you know, they used to just fall apart pretty quickly just because, you know, it's such a violent motion to do like a hundred times every five days just to throw a, throw a baseball like 90 miles an hour. But now these guys are lasting, you know, they're staying fresh. Obviously, you know, older guys pretty much always lose velocity, but but still, they're staying relevant, finding new pitches, and maybe as they what they lose in velocity, they gain back in experience and you know, kind of knowledge of the game. So from being older, so yeah, obviously Yamamoto's young, he's exciting, but not worth three hundred billion. I don't yeah. even know if he's worth 200 billion, but he's going to get that for sure. He'll get at least 200 billion, almost guaranteed. Yeah. So, one other piece of news was the Diamondbacks trading for Eugenio Suarez from the Mariners. 
he had one year left before free agency and he so the Diamondbacks are going to pick up his 11 million dollars for this year and they gave up almost nothing they gave up yeah. like a low-level prospect yeah and like a backup catcher yeah i like that play i think it's like a really solid value play where it's like worst case scenario he's not very good and it's eh, all right 11 mil a few like not a whole lot of players who you sent over to seattle you know no biggie but best case scenario he hits 50 homers again so you know he's done that before he had 49 in 2019 yeah yeah so 20 yeah anytime you've had a guy who's had that kind of year you always feel like there's a chance it comes back and obviously that's that's four years five years ago at this point but you know if he's still got that in him could be a massive win of a deal yeah that was juiced ball year it was almost always something up with the ball that year yeah but still it kind of reminds me of when the yankees got chris carter for a single season and he was coming off a 40 homer season and they got him for like five million dollars and he ended up being absolutely worthless and stuff but it like wasn't that big a deal it's like all right yeah he was a failure we spent five million dollars on that but like really you know that's just kind of lunch money for brian cashman and and so it's like even when it doesn't work out, it's just not that bad. So good move from the D backs. Yeah, and they did need a third baseman. Yeah. That was Espe- a terrible position for them last yeah. year. Especially a team like the D backs. You know, they're not a huge market team. Coming off a of pennant, you know, they they should make some noise this year. I was like, you know, they gotta deal with the Dodgers as always, but you know, we'll see what they're able to do. And in the next three weeks, I would say, be ready for the Otani news to drop. Cause Winter meetings are in start of December, and I think it's likely that managers will be on the phone with him and his agents and stuff there. And so I would expect Otani to be signed, you know, the moment we've all been waiting for in the coming weeks. So some exciting stuff to watch out for there. So be sure to stay tuned in the coming weeks here on Total Bases on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.